This is Love Talk, the Monica Marshall Podcast. For everyone who desires honest soul-to-soul conversations that will encourage, empower, and fire you up to break strongholds, establish your role in God's plan for this world, and to take bold actions. Here's your host, Monica Marshall. Hi, friends. A fall theme is called Fear Not, a reminder of who's in charge, and we are talking all about overcoming the spirit of fear and growing boldly in faith. My hope is that each day you grow more and more in confidence and develop a supernatural courage and boldness. This week, we are talking all about spirit of fear over our finances. And today, I'm so excited. We have our very first guest on the podcast. He's going to share his testimony, talking about how at first he was imprisoned by financial anxiety and how his life completely changed when Jesus stepped in. James and I met a little over 13 years ago, and we've been married for nine years. And one thing I really want you guys to know is that his testimony, his before and after, is what I believe the whole world could benefit from. I was lucky to experience it firsthand, to watch him have come to Jesus moments, to hear him pray in desperation, and I got to see him become a new man. And I can tell you, he'll be a guest on this podcast a lot. So all of you can hear his full full testimony in little segments. James, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm proud of you for listening to God's calling for your life and for stepping out in faith to do this podcast. When we met, you lived in a constant state of fear of our finances. It was very interesting to me because you had a decent salary. You had a good job. You had no debt. And you were really financially sound. I remember watching you write bills in your checkbook with shaky hands and literally shaking over a power bill, which was a few bucks more than you thought it would be. Guys, I'm talking about $3 here. And when we started dating, you showed curiosity in Jesus and wanted to visit my church. And guys, I will never forget that day for two reasons. One, Whoa, my sweet man wanted to go to church with me. And two, friends, he literally said to me that he would love to go, but I had to pick him up and drive because he was not wasting gas money on such trip. Yep, that was James then. Can you recall what that fear felt like? What was your overall belief about money during your before Jesus life? Yeah, absolutely. So... I was very fearful about money and not having enough, which was weird because I always had money and a good job. I've never gone without, but I still had this underlying fear. You know, whenever I spent money, I had this uneasy feeling, a guilty feeling, even when buying necessities like food or paying bills. I just felt like I was wasting money. You know, whenever I spent, I felt like I was chipping away at my security. I sort of believe that money didn't come easy, that it didn't grow on trees, that I had to work for it, you know, that it was on me to make the money and that I better be careful with it because I might not have enough. Um, You know, looking back, money was definitely my security blanket. The more money I had, I felt like the more secure I would be. 
you know, don't get me wrong. I think that saving and not being wasteful, those are definitely good things, but I would take it to extremes. Um, you know, I can look back and remember, like, my friends used to tease me a little bit about it. They would say that I had alligator arms. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, my arms were too short to reach my wallet. And then when I would finally open it up, they would make this sound like, like, blow. I had to blow the dust off the wallet. It was pretty bad. Um, you know, if a kid knocked on my door trying to sell some candy for a fundraiser, I would give, but I wasn't going to give that much. You know, I would have a, a dollar amount in mind, like five bucks. So I would open up my wallet looking for a $5 bill. But if I only had tens and twenties, I probably wouldn't give. It was really that bad. Um, you know, deep down, I think I wanted to be generous and there was a desire to do good, but the fear over money would definitely interfere and hold me back. I took over paying the bills very early in our relationship. We, um, we had a bank account where we put our money together and I did it because paying bills that James actually had money to pay was causing him so much anxiety. Yeah. I mean, no one enjoys paying bills, but for me, it was literally painful to write the check. I hated seeing the money come out from the account and I would complain for days. It would stress me out, make me angry. I'd even be obsessive about like, make sure you turn the lights off or let's not water the lawn for too much. I don't want to waste the money on the water bill. Oh guys, he like skimped on lunch meat on his sandwiches. He turn off the lights before he even left the room. I mean, he was he was really obsessive over what was in his account. And one thing I can tell you is that he did two things pretty much daily. He logged into his banking online to check where his money stood. And he also looked at his checking log, his yeah checkbook log to see if there were no mistakes. What did the money look like? I was pretty old school, like I'm not a technology guy. So I would literally, I'd have the little checkbook and I would write in pen. Like every time I got my two week check, I would log it in. Um, it, it was, it was interesting to watch someone living with such a scarcity mind. I mean, he, he kind of acted like money was his God. And I think it happens in our lives very often the spirit of fear just instills this belief in us that we need to work really hard for our money, that only little is available to us, that we need to guard it, that we can't spend it, that we won't have enough. And, and the lie steps keeps piling up and piling up and piling up. And eventually we truly just become people that hold on so tight to money that we don't even have time for God. At some point in our relationship, we, we actually were married at this point. We had a little boy. We both worked from home. Um, James actually started his own business. Um, I had this heart to heart with the Lord. Um, the day before we got into an argument over $5, literally over $5. And I remember praying and saying, Lord, I know that James was chosen by you for me. I know that to be truth. I know it. But Lord, how can we even dream about our future together when we have such different beliefs, especially about money? I believe in abundance and he has a scarcity mentality. 
I remember this prayer like it was yesterday, guys. I was in my closet on my prayer pillow on my knees with my forehead on a wall, tears dripping down and just asking God what to do. Like, what could I do about it? And he said, you can't do much, but I can. So he prompted me to fast and pray for James for 30 days. And I got so excited. I was thinking, oh, maybe we can do it together. And he said, no, you will not tell James. You will pray for him. You will not mention money during that time. You will fast. You will pray. You will read the word and you will declare the truth over James. So for 30 days, I obeyed. I waited and I watched. And guys, it was not easy to do so. Having that little secret prayer time over James and not seeing anything changing. Actually, during that time, James kind of got a little worse. I just remember thinking that the prayers were going sideways. He was becoming just this person that was constantly talking about money, thinking of money. In those 30 days, I'll be honest with you guys, I was starting to get nervous. Um, in the next episode, you'll hear all about whether the prayers and fasting work and in what ways. So check it out tomorrow. And for now, let me lead you in a prayer. I will leave you with a few minutes of melody so that you can have a soul to soul chat with the Father. Friends, be honest, be raw, just lay it out in front of him. No filter, no pretty words, just be yourself, you and your heart. Those are the best prayers. Father, we thank you. We thank you that there are people that went ahead of us, that experienced any type of fear that are willing to share with us and tell us, but listen, there is more. We are thankful that you've done so much work in their hearts and in their spirits. And we are thankful that you are appointing them to teach us. You are appointing them to show us the truth. Father, I ask that those praying with us today sit back for a second and start thinking, what does money really mean to them? Do they put it ahead of you? Are they uneasy about it? Are they feeling guilty? Do they feel like they don't have enough? <laughs> Do they have alligator arms? <laughs> Father, I ask that you open their eyes to what they truly believe about money. And if it's not from you, I ask that you make it clear to them, that you tell them this is a lie so they can start seeking the truth. Father, it is all from you. All money is yours and you tell us not to worry about it. So I ask that today we all receive peace from you. I pray, just like I prayed in those 30 days for James, that anyone who's struggling with financial anxiety lets it go. I ask that you swoop into their hearts, swoop into their spirits and change them. Change them overnight, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, I know that the enemy will fight them 
I know the enemy will escalate and show them how, how less they have than they really do. But you, oh Jesus, I know that you can step in, move the enemy to the side and say, look into my eyes. Don't worry, I got you. 